You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy. This episode is sponsored by www.untoldcourage.com a men's fashion clothing brand that gives 12% of its profits back to mental health charities, saving lives one garment at a time. Welcome to another episode of It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans. We're joined by a, a full panel tonight, although we've transferred out our Northern Irish contingent in Aden and brought in Aaron, who is a Manchester United fan that has joined us on the show before, uh, down in Bristol. How are you doing, Aaron? Good, thank you. It's good to have you. We look forward to, to talking all things Man United versus Leicester and also just getting your opinion on uh, Nigel Pearson the Bristol City manager, a bit later on as well. Um, and we'll come back to you. Steve, how's things up in Aberdeen? Nice, bright and sunny at the moment. Obviously looking forward to a Wembley trip. Didn't expect that. So uh, all good. What a time to be alive, eh? Yeah. Tom, first day in a new job today. How are you feeling? Yes, it's mate. My head's spinning. Don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So See nothing I- new there. <laughs> I thought we'd better talk to you about a new job. If we speak to me about when I start a new job, we'll be talking about it every week, won't we? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> still at the university, still loving life? Absolutely, mate. Uh, bit of a strange week, though. You know, bad results and something to look forward to. So I don't really know how to feel at the minute. Well, we're going to get some therapy in today, I think. That's the way I look at this. And uh, we'll put Friday night's abysmal performance uh, behind us and we'll lay that to, to bed and, and hope that we can focus on a positive result tomorrow. Baz, Mur- you're up in Murrayshire, aren't you? Uh, that's correct, Jen Bucky. Yeah, and yeah, um, last place of, of the UK that's looking like it's going to come out of some sort of lockdown, I've read today. Yeah, I think we're, we're going to come out of Tier 2 next week. Yeah. There's just been a spike. I think the, the high school of Elgin kind of spread it around, so yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and obviously from Monday, we're going to be able to give each other a hug, Tom. So you'll have to hold that on Saturday at Wembley and, uh, you know, we'll bank exactly. it for another time. Right. Yeah, yeah don't, right. See, don't see that interesting, <laughs> to be fair. 
So we'll, we'll start off before we talk about Friday night's result and all things considered balance now, Steve, how are you feeling about Champions League qualification and our chances on that? Well, as uh, a lot of fans put it, uh, the West Ham game was vital and must win and we wouldn't get Champions League uh, if we didn't win that and we didn't. So it's been over for a long time now, <laughs> according to some of the glass half full brigade. Um, we've still got a chance, haven't we? It's going to be tough, but um, we've never played three bad games on the trot, right? And we've had two bad games. Southampton was poor-ish. Um, and obviously, defensively, the mistakes against Newcastle were woeful. Amazingly, we still had something like 25 shots or something. So we could have easily got back into the game if we'd been more clinical in our finishing, but also if we hadn't given them three goals, I think. So um, Manu might play the kids on Tuesday yeah. and then a strong team against Liverpool because they hate the Scousers. So that could do us some favours. Um, I Getting seven points would be tough. But if Man U beat Liverpool, I think getting four points from three games is doable. I think we'll beat the Spuds in the, on the last game. Of course, if we you know, do get those three points, and three points might be enough if Liverpool lose as well because of the goal difference side to, to things. I know it's tight and, and presumably that'll swing a little bit with them winning and, and us losing, but there's so much to, to play for still. It's weird, isn't it, supporting other teams at this stage of the season, Tom? Did you watch the Everton-West Ham game yesterday? I didn't. I caught the result though, and yeah, there's been a couple of results that have gone our way this, you know, in the last couple of days, and a couple that haven't. But um, yeah, we're we're still in that position where we're in the prime spot to take it, and um, you know, you you could say a few weeks back we'd be we'd be looking at the fixtures, thinking we should be another five points up, really, with Southampton gone and yeah. Newcastle, um, but. You know, we've we've beat these teams that we've got to play next before this season. Yeah. So there's nothing to say we can't do it again. We've beat all three of them, haven't we? That's a really good point. That you know, I think our stage, at, our, our feelings at this stage of the season go to that worst case. And um, that was a huge result yeah. though yesterday at the the London Stadium. Dominic Calvert Lewin scores the goal. I was cheering it. I, honestly, I think I tweeted it was like Vardy banging one in from thirty yards. Yeah, was, yeah, it was. It was a huge <laughs> moment for us. So you're looking at the table now, and Aaron, I'll come to you to you next. So West Ham are on fifty eight points. They're five behind us, so they're still you know relatively close to catching us, I suppose. Liverpool are on fifty seven, but they've got that game in hand. And Spurs are on fifty six. If we get one more win. Spurs and uh, I don't think Everton can, can finish above us. So Liverpool, the, the main contenders. Do you think West Ham and Liverpool might pick up enough points to overtake us the rest of the season? Uh, I, I think West Ham are out of it, looking at that. that They were pretty poor against Everton, I thought, actually. Um, they just didn't have anything, did they? And Everton didn't exactly do anything amazing. Um, it was a good good pass for from Godfrey for the goal for Calvert-Lewin. But apart from that, they were poor. I think it is just... Liverpool's the only one now um, for you guys. And, and that's why, hopefully, like I, there's a little bit in me that wants you your lot to beat Man United tomorrow so that then we go and beat Liverpool on Thursday and, and go from... I'd rather Liverpool not get Champions League football and lose to Leicester tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And that would end it for them, wouldn't it, effectively, if, if that series of results happened over the next few days. Barry, you've done your part as an Aston Villa fan uh, by losing to Man United yesterday. So they are, <laughs> they are now <laughs> confident. 
Oh, you know, credit where credit's due. Uh, confirmed for uh, for the Champions League next season. Uh, what were they like yesterday, Man United? Um, they were... <clears throat> no, we had them. I think we were on demise. Stupid penalty, um, terrible marking for their second goal. And then, yeah, Cavani's goal was class, actually, to be fair. But, um, yeah, just a referee from Manchester. Uh, things not going to VAR. Um, just It was just a bit... Man United that's yeah. basically what it is but um, I think if we didn't give away that penalty and got to about an hour mark I think we would have we maybe would have hit them on the break because we looked quite dangerous to be fair yeah um, but they were okay but it was a strong team they put out yeah it was that uh, legend of Aston Villa Bertrand Traoré wasn't it that I know you were so keen on that scored the, <sighs> scored a world of a goal actually wasn't it Benton, yeah, I, I, I was listening to a couple of Villa podcasts today and it work. And they were just absolutely jizzing over him. And it's like, do you watch the rest of the game? He's just utter mint. I can't, I can't stand him. <laughs> and it clearly was like fluke. And they're, they're claiming that it was a wonder goal. I just, I'm not having it. I'm not yeah. having him. He's, he's gross. We were just discussing before we came on air as well. Uh, I bet that we had on New Year's Eve after you'd had a, one too many of the old uh, whiskies. Uh, and I offered you a way out, didn't I? You know, from the financial side of things, I offered to send you up a Leicester City shirt with Yuri Tillemans on the back and, and uh, you know, allow you to wear that for the, for the rest of the, the podcast this year. But you, you've refused that. I have, yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, I probably would have allowed it for any other player, but. I don't like to put fraudulent names in the back of my shirts, and I'm certainly not going to wear someone else's. You've uh, you've had Barry on the back of your shirt. <laughs> no, I've never <laughs> had Barry. But... <laughs> I've had several. Nigel Neal Yeah, we can't allow uh, Tillemans to to mix in that sort of company with those <laughs> illustrious names. Uh, listen, we, we'll move on to the to the game on Friday night, Steve. When you see Johnny Evans. Hobbling off after the warm-up. What was your what was your thoughts? Uh, uh, I thought that spelt a lot of trouble for us because um, the three of them have played really well together. But he's obviously the guy in the middle, the guy that controls everything, that does all the talking, that's got all the experience, and he's always made people look good, hasn't he? I mean, I mean, look at Maguire. We managed to sell him for eighty million because he was playing next to Johnny Evans. Um, sorry, Aaron. Uh, but, uh, you know, Sionchu and, and uh, Fafana kind of lost their heads a bit without him talking to them, didn't, didn't they? Yeah, they went a bit from being sort of Beckenbauer and Maldini to the, to the Chucker brothers, didn't they, on Friday night? It was, it was an appalling <laughs> performance by those guys. And um, he, he is crucial to us. I felt a bit sorry for him watching in the stand with this crutch next to him, Tom. You could see that he wanted to be on the field. Yeah. He's 33, he's 34 in the summer. We've got a ticking time bomb here, haven't we? The, you know, if he's not in our side next season, then he's unlikely to play every minute of every game. How how do we adjust and keep the level of performance up there? Yeah, it's definitely a concern that we need we need another centre back, really. But it's just disappointing that one, much as he he commands, you know, our our defence for one player to be out and it to cause that much of an upset. It's, it's not good enough from the rest of the players, really. Yeah. Well, it was last minute as well, Tom, and I don't know if that, that was what really affected yeah. them because it was all, all in the plans that Evans was there and it was in the warm-up. Or These things the happen, though, don't they? Well, they do, but it's... they. I mean, Fafana's only 20. 
And Sionchu is a bit of a head case anyway, isn't he, without a calm and influence around him. So um, I, I'm, I'm not totally surprised. I, I was surprised he put Castagna in there with them. I don't think that helped. And that was where I was going to go to to Barry, actually. I know you watched the game on, on Friday with that. With, you know, with your neutral specs on. And Brendan Rogers has to stand by the decisions that are made, doesn't he? And a lot of managers in that moment, that's where they earn their, their big money. So that decision late on in the game, uh, late on in the warm-up, sorry, to bring Castagna in, uh, sorry, to bring Albrighton and move Castagna back, was that potentially the wrong decision? Um, yeah, I think so, because he looked, he looked lost. He didn't, yeah. he didn't really seem to know if he was full-back and the centre-half. He was always caught too far forward. Um, and like a defender's a defender, but he probably needs to be instructed better. Yeah. Especially if the leader's not on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, you know, the guys themselves at the back had their own sort of competition for mistake of the season uh, in that 90 minutes on, on Friday. Aaron, you watched the game, didn't you? Because I remember you, you sending me a message saying that we were we were pretty awful. We had some warning signs, though. Uh, I think Alan Sam Maximum missed a, a real opportunity. A fantastic save by Casper Schmeichel early doors. Uh, what did you make to that? Yeah, it was it was a great save by Casper, but yeah, I kind of agree with what everyone else said. Uh, to be honest, I couldn't work out if he'd actually changed the shape by Evans not being in it, whether you played a different formation, just because I couldn't work out who was where and what was going on. And um, Sionju and uh, Fafana just didn't look right whatsoever. That uh, I think kind of what you said, Evans is 33. He's not going to play every game, even if you went and tried to sign another centre-back. Well, You've got to sign someone actually with experience that is going to be able to manage them two through the match by the looks of what happened in that game. Because look, it's, it's Newcastle as well. They're not, that wasn't kind of top opposition, was it? It was Newcastle. We yeah. did make them look Expect. like Prime Barca though at some points. Yeah. yeah. It was like <laughs> Callum Wilson had turned into Lionel Messi, wasn't it, for, for half the match there? It was, yeah, uh, but there was a couple of things. I mean, I think that's why we're interested in Tarkovsky because we need a backup to Evans, right? Mm. I don't think you can play for Fana and Sionchu on their own or bring in another kid to play with them like Benkovic. You need some experience in the in the back three or even a back four. You need one of them to be experienced, I think. So that's I, I don't rate Tarkovsky that highly, but I think that's why we were interested in him because Johnny Evans isn't going to play every game. Um but yeah, why play such a high line as well if you know that Newcastle are going to hit you on the break? Why give them so much space from the halfway line to Michael to hit the ball into for them to run at you? Surely you sit a bit deeper knowing what they're going to do. It was almost panic, wasn't it? So when that first mistake happened, I say first mistake because there was a few warning signs that Siunki was going to do that. I think we'd, we'd spoken about that in our chat as the game was going on. He was rushing into tackles. He was missing the, missing balls. He was he was all over the place. And then he tries a Cruyff turn, gets uh, <laughs> beat, beaten by Willock. And Willock's playing really well, to be fair. But from that point, you're right, Steve. You know, Maybe we tried to force the game too much to, to get back into it unnecessarily. Yeah. Well, it's played right into Newcastle's hands. That's exactly what they were looking for, wasn't it? Yeah. He's a good player, isn't he, Joe Willock, uh, Barry? Yeah, I thought, I thought he was great. Uh, hmm. Probably man of the match, I would say. Yeah. He was just involved in everything. Really enjoyed watching play. Yeah, they've got a few of the Newcastle. I know they're a poor side. I went on a, a pre-match show for another fan channel before the, the Newcastle game, and they were saying, oh, Newcastle are rubbish. They've got no threats. I'm thinking that's it's naive because anyone mm. on anyone's day can uh, can turn up and, and you know, ruin that party for us. I really like Alan St. Maximum as well. I think he's a quality player. He's a good character. There could, well, could be a bid war, I think. I think, I think there'll be a bidding war between 
your boys and ours for him. I can't see us going for for him. Yeah, I think it'd be too much money. Um, you yeah. Can, so. yeah, we don't sign Premier League players, really, do we? Jose Perez, no. there's one for you, thirty million. That's there's worked a re- out well, hasn't it? There's a reason not to spend. <laughs> Go chasing players from Newcastle, and it's on. <laughs> yeah, like like you say, I, d- I do think Newcastle have got some some good, especially attacking players. Um, some maximum in particular is rapid, and that first warning sign of him breaking through. It, it's it, it's these things that we've seen in, at the start of some of the games recently, where players have just broke through a line straight away, like they did uh, with Evans the other week. Um, but we don't seem to learn from it. The amount of times that, that they just ran at us, we had no one there. It was yeah, it was embarrassing on Friday. Yeah, it's the sort of game that's happened to us so many times this season as well, isn't it? So you look at Leeds United at home, West Ham at home, Fulham at home, that game there, there's probably more. I think we've lost, is it seven out of nine games or eight out of ten games at home this season? It, it's not going to yeah. get you into the Champions League, is it? It's, it's really yeah. a, a poor um, run of form. Paul Dummett, though, scoring the second goal. Uh, Barry, what did you think to that goal? Ball gets swung into the six-yard box. Should the goalkeeper be there? Yeah, but that, that's them. I said I said before the game, I think I said in the preview, they'll, they'll score by a dirty corner or something like that. And yeah. That's exactly what that was. It's just yeah. that Steve Bruce. That is Steve Bruce to a point. We've got a Steve Bruce masterclass, though. That's the problem with this. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. we, we were 4-0 down after an hour and it's a Steve Bruce team <laughs> we're, at we're home. Hot. We're honoured. Not many people get to see that, Mark. So. I know. It is the, the home of goals this season, though, isn't it, King Palstow? You see that stat, seen yeah. more goals in the in the league than uh, any other side, I think, in the whole country this season. Not always for the best, though, Steve. No. I mean, I, I think they're all mistakes, weren't they? Obviously, Sion Chu for the first one was a terrible uh, mistake. I think Little Wes could have done better for the second. Mm. Um, he got out-muscled quite easy for that. And then two people made mistakes for the third. Um, Ricardo lost the ball. He looked hopeless, actually. I've never seen him so lacking in confidence. Yeah. I don't think he went forward at all or passed it forward at all. Um, and he lost the ball, so, but he lost it there. Then Castagna's kind of attempt to tackle, which ended up as a short back pass. Uh, uh, you know, it's there was just loads of things going wrong, weren't there? But yeah. Farner didn't really... He lost his concentration after Wilson hit the post and left him. You know, there's so many things, the basic things that went wrong. There were things that we got away with as well, weren't there? So the ball was seemingly going out of play and Fafana leaves it and they nip in. And it, it yeah. was really basic errors. So surely that yeah. can't all be down to Johnny Evans, can it, Tom? Well, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I think, like as Steve says there, you know, the players switched off um, multiple times. When when the um, Wilson got his chance to play Wally with the post, you know, Sionku didn't move at all. He'd, he'd, a whole back line had resigned at the edge of our uh, penalty area. So, yeah, it's just just disappointing all round. For anyone that is listening as well, we are having a crowdfunding page for Tom's internet um, connection <laughs> to, get to, to get him up to an acceptable level. Having a bad time tonight as well. <laughs> no, you're, you're all right, mate. You just, uh, yeah, no, you're fine. I'm only kidding. Um, but, you know, we had a chance just before half time. Jamie Vardy goes through. What did you make of Jamie Vardy's performance, Aaron? Uh, you know, you must have seen him a couple of times this season. Is he the same player that you've seen over the years? 
I, I, I don't know what's, what's up with him. He just doesn't seem right, does he? He, he, he... Look, the, the players around him that maybe help him usually aren't quite at it either. So the midfielders maybe kind of picking the passes. I know Barnes has been out for a while, but his sort of movement is helping him create spaces as, as well. Um, I, I, I just don't know. Like, it, I, you don't want to say it because it's Vardy, but like, is he coming towards the end of his time now? Is that, is that what's happening? And that's a question we have to ask, isn't it? And, you know, Buzz talks about blue tinted specs. We, me, Tom, and Steve will all have that towards Jamie Vardy for purely what he's given us over the years. He, he had another rotten game there, Barry, didn't he? Yeah, well, to be fair, I never said blue tinted against him. I think you've always been bad on about Vardy, but like, no one did. Like, no one had a good game. The, the defence being too high up meant the midfielders couldn't get on the ball and that meant the, the two strikers couldn't get any any of the action. It was just a bad day of the office, poor formation choice, uh, maybe a slight poor selection choice, but I'm not going to say I told you so. So I think, yeah. Because yeah, if you're level, level three coaching badge. That Correct. Mendy's yeah. started. Either Alex Wilf Ferguson would game. be quaking. <laughs> yeah, Wilf did have a poor game. Yeah. Just going back to Vardy, though, Steve, that is 31 games played this season, and he scored 13 goals, which doesn't sound too bad, but seven of them have been penalties. So that's six yeah. goals and 31 games for a striker of his calibre from open play. That's not right, is it? No, it's not, and he doesn't look as confident now, does he, um, when, when he gets into a one-on-one or he goes through... Um, and then things are happening, like people play the ball and it comes back off his heel rather than, uh, you know, ends up in front of him. So there's something not quite right. Um, but this happened after his, his hernia injury and his operation. So whether he's just... Um, these operations with the ages that now take their toll a bit more and it's going to take him longer to get back and be sharp, I don't know. Or whether that's just the beginning of the end. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we will wait and see. You know, we've got a big game or big two games coming up and, you know, who would put it past Jamie Vardy to be back to his very best for, for those two games. But Tom, a player that's taken a lot of the stick again on social media has been James Madison for his performance on uh, on Friday night. Is that fair? Um, I don't think it's fair to single him out, personally. I think I think the whole team was dreadful. To be honest, I don't. I think it's harder to pick a player that you'd give a pat on the back after Friday, but um, yeah, yeah certainly. All Brighton, really. yeah, All Brighton was probably the, the standout player, wasn't he, for us? Uh, only when they yeah. swapped him over. To yeah. be honest, yeah. <laughs> Going back to Madison, then, yeah, nice Steve... finish for the for the goal as well. Yeah, Steve mentioned that around. Uh, it, an operation for Vardy. Madison had an operation as well, didn't he? It's, it's the whole party situation and his attitude and, and also the way that he seems to be labouring through matches. Is that where he's getting a, a lot of stick from the fans? Is that where it's coming from? Yeah, I think I think some fans haven't forgiven him. Some fans wanted him out the club, didn't they, after the party thing? After all, it wasn't his first indiscretion. But I think he hasn't got that match sharpness either. And as Brendan Rodgers has said, he's, he's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because we missed Madison at the end of last year terribly when he was out injured. And therefore, Rodgers is trying to give him some game time to get him fit for the last few games. But he's been completely ineffective. Yeah. Perez yeah. would have done a better job for sure. 
just something that I noticed in the first half there, Steve, as well, was that when we were pressing the, the Gagan press from the front, if you like, um, the, you know, Ian Achovardi were pressing and Madison behind was just allowing players to run off him, which makes the, you know, what the other two were doing completely pointless. He's got to work harder, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And um, I don't know, has he has he got the hump with it? Are, are the rest of the team forgiven him yet? I would think they have. I would think they've moved on. I wouldn't think there's any more strain in the team. But yeah, he's got to put more into it. I mean, I, I, I know he's a very important player. He's our most creative player, but I, I wouldn't be playing him when he's putting in that level of performance or Ricardo. I just think that's, you know, it's like playing with nine men, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was like playing with less than that, actually, on Friday, wasn't it? Some of the other performances yeah, yeah. that we're, we're getting put in. A performance that was a good performance was on the other side, though, Aaron, and that was uh, Callum Wilson. Uh, he scored two goals against us. He looks handy, doesn't he? And uh, he gave us a real to- torrid time. What do you think of Callum Wilson? Just he, he just got a bit of everything, hasn't he, to be honest? He, he, he's, he's physical, he's big, strong, he, he's pretty quick, he can finish with both feet. Um, it's a great signing for Newcastle. When you think they were relying on Joel Linton last season and then they've kind of upgraded to Callum Wilson, um, when you've got people like Almiron and Maxman running around him with their pace, like it seems like a, a, a nice little match. When Newcastle can kind of do something a bit better with their back line and that they should be in a decent chance, really, shouldn't they, of pushing up the table next season? Yeah. Um, Barry, he did he turn Villa down to go to to Newcastle? But you got Ollie, Ollie Watkins instead, didn't you? So I th- yeah, it was a smoke screen. It was a smoke screen because we were trying to get Ollie Watkins over the lines. Yeah, uh, and like we wouldn't have gotten both because there's no way he'd be a number two. Uh, but would I have been unhappy if I got him if we didn't get Watkins? Yeah, probably. I would have been happy enough. Yeah, Steve, I think he would have been ideal for us, you know, as a Vardy replacement because at the moment. Ian Acho can't yeah. play on his own up front, right? He's shown that. He's... Yeah. But uh, Wilson uh, is fast. He plays on the shoulder. He can score goals. And for me, he would have been an ideal backup to Vardy. He would have probably played more than Vardy this year, the way things have gone. But I guess he wouldn't have wanted to come to, to play that role anyway. Did the late goals make you feel any better? The goals by Albrighton and Ian Acho. And it almost looked like if Perez had snuck that one at the far post, we were going to set up an unlikely grandstand finish. Or is it even more frustrating that we can turn that on and, uh, and get ourselves back in the game? Steve? Uh, uh, well, I had hope for a little while. I thought it was too little too late. But when, as you said, with a Perez chance, if that had gone in, we would have had a, you know couple of minutes left to try and, and get an, an unlikely equaliser. So, yeah, it's frustrating, but we did create a lot of chances throughout the game. It's just the defensive mistakes that really cost us, I think. Um, even with us, uh, the players not playing that well, we did create a lot of chances. So, um, uh, yeah, I think it would have papered over the cracks a little bit. Yeah. Ultimately, then, not too much harm done in terms of our top four chances. Tom? Um, how does Brendan Rodgers change the mindset of the, the players going into um, certainly tomorrow night's game and then the huge game in the FA Cup final on Saturday? It's difficult, isn't it? <clears throat> I, I think I think they've just got to be well aware that, you know, we've only got a couple of matches left and if they're not at the best, then we're not getting anywhere this season, are we? Um you know, Chelsea are going to be extremely tough. 
in in the cup final. So yeah, we've got Chelsea twice, Manu and Spurs all to play. It's ridiculous. It's it's hard, it's a hard run of games. It is. It's uh, you know we, we don't win the easy games, though, do we? In the minute, so <laughs> and two of those are away, so it might That's well might, might well favour us a little bit. I think we'll draw a line under Newcastle United on Friday. I think we've said what needs to be said, Steve. To break us up nice and uh, cleanly, shall we? Shall we do a little bit of last man standing? You're taking over from our Irish counterparts tonight, aren't you? You don't need to yeah, do it in his and, accent. Uh... Apologies, really, to Aaron and Barry, because this is more of a Leicester knowledge quiz. Oh, smash it. The last man standing, right? In, oh, I in, know that. And I'm looking at the season that we won the league. Yes, we'll be talking about that in another 60 years, probably. Uh, 2015-16, we won the league. Now, in the league, there was actually 12 goal scorers for us in the league, right? But I'm not going to ask you who they were. I'm going to ask you for the 10 players that played a league game for Leicester that didn't score a goal in our league winning season. And I'll start with Mark. Casper Schmeichel. You got the easy one, yeah. That's right. He's played the most games without scoring a goal, 38. Yeah, he shouldn't have though, should he? He should have had a goal. Do you remember Yeovil? It was a Tuesday night in the Championship. That wasn't in the Premier League Winning season there. I was going to get my high horse then. All right, I'll leave it. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you're next. Danny Simpson. Danny Simpson. Well done. The second highest appearances without scoring a goal. 13 matches he played for us. This is going to be difficult. Yeah. Aaron. Really I, uh, I, I had Simpson right down as well. Um, Fuchs. Well done. 30 games as well. And to a substitute, Fuchs didn't wow. score. Well done, Aaron. Barry. Andy King. Andy King, I'm afraid to say, he made nine appearances and 16 a substitute and scored two goals. So you're out, Barry, I'm afraid. All right. Um, Mark. Martin Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. Three appearances and one a sub, didn't score a goal. Well done, Mark. You're still in. Tom. Matty James. Matty James, I'm afraid, didn't make an appearance that season in the league. So you're out. No way. Coventry there, didn't he, on Saturday? Yeah. So we've got six left. Um, Aaron, any guesses? Drink water. No, he actually scored two goals. So, uh, Mark, you've got six left to go for to win this last man standing. We'll go with Gokhan Inla. Gokhan Inla is the correct answer. Three oh. appearances, two a substitute, no goals. I see how many more I can get. Damari Gray? Damari Gray, one start and 11 substitute appearances, no goals. Ben Chilwell? Didn't appear for oh. the, us in the league. Well done, so that's got, three on the top for you, Mark. Yeah, we've still got we still got four to go. Do you want to know who they are or do you want to guess? Richie Delat. Oh no, he scored a villa. Yeah, he scored. Uh, <laughs> Schlup. <laughs> Schlup scored. Oh, no, you just carry on, mate. Daniel Amarty. I'll, 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 I'll edit all this out to make me not, not a stick afterwards. So. Ante? No, he scored. He got one. Benno Luan. 
didn't oh. score. He only made four um, appearances from the bench, but he didn't score. Um, and somebody that scored a lot of goals since after he left Leicester, young striker. Especially in Germany. Oh, Kramerich. Kramerich, yeah. Came on twice as a substitute, didn't score. And the person with the least amount of appearances, one substitute appearance, didn't score, Joe Dodu. Oh. West Ham away he played in, and 15th of August. We're just, just open Primark, go. I think, Karen, at that stage. I'm staying, staying, in well staying in touch with the scores in the warehouse, trying to not get caught. <laughs> Uh, listen, we'll move on. To, we'll, we'll move on to Manchester United. We, we've not won at Old Trafford since 1998. Tony Cotty scored the winner in a in a one nil victory. Barry, do we stand a chance tomorrow after what you saw yesterday? Yeah, well, we have a similar similar record. We haven't beat them at home since ninety eight or ninety six. I can't remember. Yeah, ninety six when we won the league cup. Um, yeah, I think we can be got at. Um, they push their fullbacks far up. Um, which we did exploit a couple of times, but just not really punish it. Um, and they're just kind of the masters of the dark arts, you know. Like yeah. they break up the they break up the play really well, and they do have good players. So it's not a case of that they're, they're dirt bags. They've got good players that can change it. I think um, just the front three are good. Like they're mm-hmm. going to get a chance. They're going to score for sure. And I would have thought Cavani will start. So. Yeah, he, he, could the, punish, he, he could punish your youngsters at the back. So on the new contract today, isn't he as well, Cavani? He's uh, he's an asset to them, isn't he? He's great. Yeah, he's really good. Um, I don't know, but I, I think it certainly won't be a nil nil. I think there'll be goals galore, but it's just whose defence is slightly better than the other. I think. I can't see Cavani starting. To be honest, I think he he will be safe for the Liverpool game, and he, he's not going to do all three. Well, there was a rumoured lineup earlier from the guy that released all the Leicester ones saying. Really, really successfully and really on point, and it was basically all the kids. So there was names that I hadn't really seen um, or, or know a lot of in there, and um, so that would be interesting if they lined up like that. But knowing Leicester, <laughs> we'd we'd probably make hard work of it anyway. Aaron, just sum up Manchester United season for us so far. Um, only it's got to be a successful one. They're more than likely going to finish second in the league. They're um, in the final Europa, and and, all, and again they should probably win that. Um, uh, um, decent in the cups as well. To be honest, like it, it's a good season. It as well as kind of take it away from the kind of statistical side. They just look better. They they're a bit grittier. You've got that kind of record of um, coming from losing positions to win more than anyone else. More points won for losing positions. Um, they don't just throw the towel in. There's a great attacking play. Like, it just seems like there's some stuff coming together. A couple of decent signings into that, which, look, is there the money about this summer after kind of COVID and whatnot? But drop two or three decent players into that team. Um, and really, they're not that far away, I don't think. Yeah, that is the thing, isn't it? They've been gritty. I don't think they've always been uh, dominating games, but they just don't go out of games, do they? I remember Southampton away, they were 2-0 down, looking like they were going to you know, lose 3-4-0 and came back in to win it 3-2. That's a good sign, isn't it? Yeah, and, you, and we've got this production line of, I know you've just said about some of the names there, you've probably not, not recognised it might come on, but some of these kids have had chances in the Cups or in Europa and they look decent. Um I don't know. There, there's promising signs of all across the pitch of what, what's coming, I think. 
Europa League is a good one as well to field those players, isn't it? Um, obviously, there's a lot going on at Manchester United at the minute with the Glazers and everything else that goes on around that. Do you think Leicester can tap into that sort of negativity? I suppose it'd be a little bit easier with no fans there, but it is going to be the first game at Old Trafford since the uh, since the protest that went on. Yeah, and I think I've read today that aren't they? They're putting up extra barriers and even more security, and they're building new things because there's more protests planned. Uh, obviously, a lot of it around the the uh, rescheduled Liverpool game, but still, um, look. Ultimately, I think Southshire is going to want to win the Liverpool game um, without kind of kind of I don't know what phrase you'd use, but that he's not as fussed about the Leicester game. I would say, in all honesty. Yeah. The younger kids are going to go out. They're going to have a chance. That's why, again, same as Steve, I don't think we'll see Cavani at all um, because Man United's kind of attacking play is just a different level when Cavani's there. So he'll want that for Liverpool. Um, obviously, Maguire's it's not confirmed about his injury, but whatever comes back, he's highly unlikely going to play as well. Um, it's just going to be a completely different team. I'm just finding this... Uh this lineup that's been muted for tomorrow. So it is Henderson, Williams, Bailey, Twanzebe, Tellers, Matic, Van der Beek, Ahmed Traore, Mata, Shawtire and Greenwood. So that is, is a lot of change. If that is true, that is a lot of changes, isn't it? There's, there's still some decent players in there, though. Um, yeah. that Ahmad obviously got, got that goal in the array for that cheeky little header. Um, that's Shola Shawtire. Um, he's had little glimpses, a nippy little winger. Mason has half a chance he's going to put it in the net. Um, Donny in midfield, indeed, he should absolutely bully him all day. But um, there's still some decent stuff in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is the lineup, Steve. It's only only a rumor, yeah. um, and you know might might edit this out as well if <laughs> if it's completely wrong. But Steve, how confident are you ahead of tomorrow? Obviously, Friday is going to damage that, isn't it? But we stand half a chance, don't we? Well, as Graham Sooner said, if we play like we did on Friday, we won't win another game. Uh, and that's, that's true. Right. But, I, but I can't see us playing like that again. Um, as I said, we've only had two bad games on the trot. We've never had three. So I'm expecting us to raise our performance. And if it is a good young team from Manchester United, but not their best team, I think we've got a chance here. Yeah. And yeah. we got away from home. Well, what you know, Ian Marshall was on a few weeks ago, wasn't he? He spoke about, you know, why does it make a difference home and away now? How does how it still make a difference? How how have we seen Leicester be so good on the road, yet so bad at home? Steve? Well, I think part of it is the, um, the there's no home crowds, and I think they can be like the 12th man sometimes. So when you're playing at Ellen Road and, the, and it's empty, um. You know, there's nothing in the crowd or nothing in the crowd to get the players back again once we go in front or whatever. So I, I think that gives the away teams an advantage anyway. There's been more away wins than home wins in the Premier League, I think, for the first time mm-hmm. this season. So I, I don't think it's just Leicester. Everton or another team, very good away. I think we have got a bit of pace, um, particularly earlier on in the season when Vardy was on form. And we had Barnes playing and whatever. We had quite a lot of brace, uh, pace to hit teams on the break. Um, so I think that's part of it. Um, we, When we're, we're in shape defending without the ball, we do it quite well, as we saw at Manchester City. We didn't have a lot of the ball and won the game 5-2. Um, so 
you know, I think it's a combination of a lot of things that, that have seen us do that. But you're saying there's a chance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom, believe, haven't we? <laughs> Tom, uh, I was going a bit, uh, what was it? What was the film? Dumb and Dumber then, wasn't it? So you said there's a chance. <laughs> Tom, um, who, who are you wary of? Forget the lineup that I've just said that is rumoured to be going out tomorrow. If it was a full-strength United team, who would you be most wary of? Um, well, probably uh, Greenwood and Rashford, to be honest. I think... <laughs> I think I was a bit, you know, concerned last time we played Man U, but obviously with all Fred's mistakes, it um, it went our way, didn't it? But yeah, if, until we see that lineup, it's it's hard to say for me. And this is probably going to sound a really stupid question, and I think it it would have been a much easier one to answer had we beat Southampton and Newcastle. Does Brendan Rodgers make changes for the game tomorrow with the cup final in mind, Tom? It's it's so difficult to call, Mark. I think, you know, if, if we were playing for nothing, absolutely we would. But where we are, we we can't make we can't make our team weaker to um, to try and try and win that cup final at the weekend. But got to go I mean, into like, both. Like, like you said before, you look at the team that. Well, yeah, yeah, and you look at. The way that some of these top players, aka Madison, have, has played, and do you bring Perez in then? I, I would play Perez instead of yeah. Madison. Yeah, personally, I thought he offered more, and I saw a really good stat, Barry. Actually, that Perez, when he's on, he's breaking through the lines. He's the player that's playing for Leicester that is taking players on. And what do you make to him? I know in the past you've said you don't rate him that much, but can he make a difference to to us in the next couple of games? Yeah, I think so. Like when when we first started this, I, I didn't used to rate him, and we used to make fun of him all the time. But because I'm so more interested in Leicester, I do quite like him. I'm growing to like him, and because he's a striker, his thought process is to get ahead of the strikers. Yeah, and Madison's is not that, uh, and I don't think Madison plays well behind two. He needs to be the furthest forward number ten. But yeah, Perez Perez has to start. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think you'll worry about the cup final. No, I, I would agree. I think if we'd have picked those five points up extra and we needed maybe a point in the last four games, I could see us going to Old Trafford and putting a completely different team out. Just to go back on a point Steve raised earlier on about Kelechi and Nacho not being able to play as the, the lone striker, it can, is that something that you think can be learned over time or is that how it's going to be for him? I, th- I think that's, that. yeah. I, there's just stri- there is strikers like that that play better with another striker. It's just how they would have grown up and how they would have played as a team and then young adults in that so I just don't know if he's got that steel is that the right word and willing to just run on empty all the way yeah. up to the 90th minute I just don't think he's got that in him unfortunately so that's really hard then Baz isn't it because as good as he's been and as you know as much of a crucial part that he's played in the team he's potentially stopping us playing in a different system that one that might suit us even more you know you look at when Harvey Barnes was fit we played with the two wingers um, or, or with the three behind Vardy sorry um, you know, with Ianacho in there, and if he can't do that by himself, how, how does he fit in next season? Um, well, that's down to Vardy, isn't it? We'll just have to see how Vardy peels off this the end of the season. Like, you're obviously going to buy another striker, mm. that's obviously going to happen. But, like, I, like as much as Ianacho has been banging them in, there is a case for him being dropped and putting Madison in behind Vardy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
That sounds really harsh, doesn't it, when you say it yeah. out, out loud? Because mm. he's been banging the goals in. But, you know, for the greater good of the team, certainly in the, not necessarily tomorrow, but on Saturday. And he's been so good. He said the FA Cup loves him, Steve. He'd be gutted to miss out when he and is that a possibility? Um, no, I, I think he'll play in I think he'll play in that. But I think next season, if Madison's back to fitness, if Barnes is back to fitness, we could see Kalechi dropped again. But I don't think he will be dropped this season. No, he's been good though, hasn't he? Since the turn of the year, well, since since February the twenty eighth, when he had a shocker against uh, Arsenal. I'd say, yeah, I'd say his finishing's been great. Uh, but he's had some moments, as I said, where he he can trap the ball as far as I can kick it. So, it, you know, he's not a, the finished article, is he? So he, you know, and still sometimes he looks like he's not interested. Then he'll burst into it. So he's done really well. His confidence has obviously grown a lot getting a run in the team and banging a few goals in. But he's not a superstar yet. I know he might have scored right up there with anyone in the top five European leagues since March or whatever. But there's certainly more, a, a lot more strikers I would ha- rather have than Kalechi in the team, to be honest. He's just... And Jamie Vardy's created quite a lot for him. We just lost us half of our listeners by saying that about Kalechi, but never mind. No, it, it, it is a fair point, a valid point. Um Aaron, as we've got you on, and again, we can take these blue tinted specs off now that, that we will have about this. Harry Maguire, what's your thoughts on, on him? Because he's not had a bad season, has he? He's, he's been pretty solid. Obviously, getting injured has ruined this part of the show, but, um, you know, how do you view Harry Maguire? Look, he's an easy target, isn't he? Because because of the price tag, because of the money that Van Dijk was bought just before, that, that was ultimately less than him and what Van Dijk's done for Liverpool. He is an easy target. But, um, ultimately, what Man United's defence has been like since he's come into it is a whole different kind of world. They were, you think the the defensive partnership was Lindelof and Bailly. If Bailly they fit for more than five minutes, then you're looking at Smalling, Phil Jones, Rojo, like completely different. When you look, I know Sky Sports put that up against Villa that for Man United he had more aerial duels. I wrote it down. So there's a list: aerial duels, blocks, clearances. Jules won interceptions and successful passes than any other Man United player in the Premier League this season. Yeah. Like that, that, that kind of shows his, his value to, to the team. You can see him usher in the line. I think there was a good debate on Monday Night Football a while ago as well. Um, Carragher and Neville were talking about England team and saying who, who in the England team are, are actually going to be crucial if, you, if they're not there. And obviously Harry Kane being the obvious one. Yeah. And they were saying maybe Maguire the other one. Not yeah. because he is the best centre back in the world, but just what he brings to to the rest of the team and kind of what you look to put with him. If you take Maguire out and you look at the other kind of centre back partnerships for England, um, it, it, it doesn't look as strong. Yes, he he turns slower than a caravan on the motorway. Still, <laughs> everything else he has, he, he he's he's decent. I I like him to be honest. And look, we know. I like an old-fashioned centre-back as well. Um, so him getting stuck in and doing some of the dirty stuff. And I think he's had more yellow cards than any other player in the Premier League this season as well. You'll love that, I, wouldn't I, you? 
I like that. Yeah, just, I'm all just about to, that. Just to put a bit of context behind that, Aaron used to play uh, centre back in our work six side team. Um, seven, I think it was weird, seven, wasn't it? Seven side. Yeah, it was normally only six when you were playing because you got seven. No, you didn't get sent off. Uh, but you were a fearsome centre half, uh, battering into everyone. So I'm not surprised that you, that you like that, Steve. We've got to be thankful for Harry Maguire, haven't we? He's paid for our trading ground. We signed him for 17 million, sold him for 80, and he, you know, not even begrudging. He, I, I think he's doing a half decent job at United this season. Yeah, look, I, Leicester fans don't like players leaving the club for some mm. reason. They think they should be as loyal as them, even though they weren't born in Leicester and it's a job for them. And so they, uh, other than N'Golo Kante, they seem to get the arse ache if anyone leaves and goes somewhere else. And, you know, they're bench warmers, aren't they? Kante, you should hear the, you should hear the fellow well. that sits... You should hear the fellow that sits behind me and Tom at the KP when Kante's back there. He don't like him, does he, Tom? Well, it's a rarity, though, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> we'd have to bleep his comments, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a rarity. And I thought Maguire did a great job for us while he was there, particularly in his first season. Um, yeah. But I think he did a good job. Yeah, he's got some... He's not the perfect player. He's got some deficits, but he's a good leader and a, and a pretty good centre-half and I think it just suits everyone in Leicester to to slag, slag him off because he left us. And I don't think he's that bad a defender. Yeah, just he a, needs a certain type of partner with him to be successful. But I think he's he's a pretty decent defender. And I, I was very happy when he made his, when he started playing for England. I was very proud of what he'd done. So. Yeah. So basically just a miserable bunch of sour, bitter, twisted football fans. Basically, yeah. Yeah, cool. Glad we've, glad we've covered that. Barry, before we move on and, and talk the FA Cup final, I know you posted a photo on our, uh, it was our Facebook group of Kante and uh, Maris. Yeah. They've got a big game coming up, haven't they? I, I'm really, you know, Steve says about being proud, we've got three ex-players in the Champions League final in Maris, Kante and Chilwell and, and one in the Europa League final with Maguire. That, that's something to be proud of for Leicester, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. I think why... Why wouldn't you want Canty to do well or uh, Maris to do well? If you're a Leicester fan, they mm. won in the league. You know, like it's I can understand the Maguire disgruntlement, but uh, certainly not the other players. Well, I think the Maris one is probably more than Maguire from from Leicester fans, and because yeah, of the the way that he dealt with you know his departure, he was sulky and he was trying really trying to force through his his move. Whereas Harry Maguire, Tom, we went to watch Leicester v Stoke in a preseason friendly. I think it was his last game, and he still went out the pitch, played his played his way, didn't he? And he still tried his best. He did. He did. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with. Steve on this though, where you know, wish them well when they when they leave. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like <clears throat> Mares and the way he left, but weren't he a player? He was he was quality when he was on our way. And Pep's made him an even better player, isn't he? <laughs> he yeah, had potential look, at Leicester. They, they've, <laughs> all, they've all won trophies, haven't they? Right? Yeah. And that's what People always say they'd leave for more money. Well, of course, more money is going to be enticing. But actually, if I was a player playing at a club like Leicester or West Ham and I got a chance to go to a Man U or a Man City or even a Liverpool or a Chelsea, I'd be doing it because I could win trophies. Surely as a footballer, that's what you want. It doesn't matter how much money you've got. I mean, how many houses and cars do you want to buy? It's actually having won something, you know? (laughs) <laughs> you tell us more Paul so, yeah. no absolutely so with that in mind do you think Kane's missed the boat 
Well, that's going to be the big question. I think he'll potentially leave Spurs this summer. He's got to win, he buzz. Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he has to. It, unless they get in some manager that he just wants to play under, I just I don't see why he would stay. They're, they're, they're definitely going downhill, though, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're struggling. They're a struggling team. It's nice. Very, yeah, it's very fantastic. nice. I, I hate them. <laughs> Listen, let's uh, let's take a, uh, a score prediction for tomorrow night, Steve. We'll start with you. Um, two one to Leicester. Whoa. Tom. Yeah, I was going to go a squeaky two. Aaron. One. <laughs> you know, I was going to say two one, so I'll go one all. And Barry. Yeah, score a draw of some sort. I, I, I was going one all as well, guys. Before you said anything, so yeah, I. I'd be happy with a point at Old Trafford tomorrow. Just going on that, I'd be really happy to go into the last game of the season and needing a win against Tottenham. That's what I would take at this stage to guarantee it. And so if we could be there and go into that game needing that, I, I would take that all day long. And listen, me too. <laughs> 52 years, Steve, since the last FA Cup final. You were just a boy of 40 at that stage. Uh, <laughs> uh, seriously, go, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously, Dave. Swivel on that one. Go on. <laughs> After the 69 <laughs> final, um, did you ever ever think that Leicester would be back in the FA Cup final? And how are you feeling about Saturday? Yeah, I, I mean, as as you know, I was uh, I could have gone to the 74 semi-final. Was it 74 or 73? I think it was 74. But I was in the school place and my dad said he'd take us to the final and we got knocked out by Liverpool. Uh, I went to the 82 semi-final. Really didn't expect us to get through a second division Leicester against high-flying first division Tottenham Hotspur. But um, since then, I mean, Wickham, oh, what a game. I thought we were going to get through that season under Peter Taylor. Um, we've, it's, we've been very poor since 82 in the FA Cup. So um, it's been a long time coming. And wouldn't it be great to, having spent all that time just winning a League Cup or two, that we could say we've won the League, the FA Cup and the League Cup. Absolutely. And how are you personally feeling about it? Because you are going to the game on Saturday. Yes, fortunately. Um, good old Babs. To... Good old Babs with a disabled kid. Good old Babs and a, <laughs> yeah, and a mobility scooter. <laughs> I'll be there making sure she doesn't run too many people I'm not, over. The only issue is I'm not sure... Stupor. I'm not sure you're going to get down the M1 on the back of that scooter. That's going to be the, the problem. <laughs> uh, we'll find a way. <laughs> She'll um, me for that, by the way. <laughs> you, you've spoke about me on your show again. I've told you not to. <laughs> yeah, how am I feeling about it? Um, I, I'm not feeling ultra confident, but we've got to win sometime, haven't we? Surely. I mean, we're the only team to have been to four finals and not won one. Surely we can't make it five and not win one, can we? We'll that's that's what I'm clinging to. We'll leave that <laughs> silence to linger there a little bit. Yeah. yeah, Tom, same to you. You know, we we weren't expecting tickets, were we? So the story for, for us, and I'm sure anyone that's listening will know, is that, you know, we've got 6,250 tickets, uh, which out of a total crowd of 22,000 is not great in itself. So 9,000 to the residents of Brent, which is five miles away from the area of Chelsea, um, 6,250 <laughs> to Chelsea fans, and then 6,250 to, to us. And because we don't get to many away games because of our working situation or the rest of it, we really weren't expecting to go. So we are heading down there on Saturday. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it was pretty unlikely, wasn't it, of, of us managing to get some. But, I mean, it's it's kind of so out of the blue with managing to get those tickets that 
I don't think it's it's not sunk in yet. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. Um, can't wait to get to a live match. And uh, obviously, we need to have a COVID test first. So presumably, you'll be looking forward to getting something up your nose again. <laughs> <laughs> Horrendous. <laughs> we'll move on from that point. Uh, Baz, t- Chelsea, Chelsea are a, a totally different animal, aren't they, under Thomas Tuchel? Yeah, they're actually quite good to watch. It's uh, a bit of a pain because um, I don't really like them either. But yeah, I, I think I think that's going to be a tough game for you guys. It'll be down to down to confidence and how you come out of the Man United game. I think. Yeah. Uh, I just don't because I can see them winning the Champions League too. Yeah, it's a good thing that they're in the Champions League final. As far as Leicester are concerned, that they've got those two different prizes that they can still get. Or do you think they'll be even more hungry for both? Sorry, mate. I think my Wi-Fi's cut out there. Well, I'll answer that one. I, I I don't think it'll make any difference to Chelsea. I think they'll still be going to win the FA Cup. They're not yeah. going to be saving themselves for the Champions League. Um, and I just hope that maybe Johnny Evans is fit for that one and can play because I think it'll make a difference to us. What do you think? Uh, what do you think will be going on with Johnny Evans then behind the scenes at the minute? Do you think it will be uh, painkilling injections and, and just really trying to get him out there on the pitch on the day? Because uh, he, he looked in a bad way, didn't he, on Friday? Yeah, painkillers, steroids, whatever they're allowed to give him, I think, just to get him back again. And a lot of rest, obviously, between now and, and uh, the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Aaron... How impressed have you been by Chelsea under Tuchel? Because since he's taken over, have they taken more points than anyone else? I think it was the, the stat that I've seen. Oh, I've not seen that stat, but yeah, same as what Barry said. That do you know what? That they are nice to watch now, and he's got some of the players that didn't look right under Lampard suddenly firing um, Havertz, and I know Werner's still not necessarily getting goals, but he's getting in the positions and getting chances. And he's had a couple of discs as well. They they look dangerous. You think they beat? beat City um, and City looked like they were miles ahead of everyone for a while now to be honest um, yeah. yeah it's gonna it is gonna be a tough game yeah but Under they've got Ar- and, and look they've got Arsenal and you never know what Arsenal are gonna turn up you could have the absolute dog litter Arsenal turn up or <laughs> suddenly they can just find something and then play like they're bloody Man City um, yeah. so they've got Arsenal between now and then so that, yeah, that could true. be a bit of an interesting one. So Wednesday, I think. Yeah, so we've got the extra day's rest there as well. And it can come down to small details, can't it? Um, is there anyone in the Chelsea side that you're worried about there? I think Aaron just mentioned Werner, uh, Steve. Um, I'm worried about him personally because we know that we are very obliging at Leicester City. We like to give players that don't score many goals the opportunity. Benteke is always the the one. Zahar's another. Um, Werner could could be the man to to break our hearts on Saturday, couldn't he? He could be, uh, but I'd be more worried about Havertz, Mount, Pulisic. To be honest, um, I think they've got a, lo- a lot of good players, um, and we're going to have to. Be at our have our A game with us and 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 them to be not playing at the best. I mean, what worried me a little bit is in the semi final, both teams were really nervous, weren't they? Neither Leicester or Southampton played yeah. well, and we can't let the occasion get to us as we did then. I mean, we got away with it because Southampton were woeful, but um, yeah, it's going to be a very tough game, and I think they've got threats all over the park. 
if we come back to to the subplots, Tom, of Kante and, and Chilwell in there, um, there's going to be some interesting battles versus those two, aren't there? You've got Ndidi versus Kante in the middle that's going to be really key, and then Chilwell against Castagna down the Chelsea's left. How do we come out on yeah. top in those? Well, I think, I think, I think Ndidi's proved that he's, he's more than capable of, of filling that role, and... Uh... Well, yeah, I mean, to, to see them kind of mirror each other in the middle of the park is going to be amazing. Um, Castagna as well to come in. And, and I know when uh, Chilwell was was leaving us, we, we weren't that fussed about the way he was playing at the time then. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to, to see that as well. And from a tactical question, I'll come to the man with the level three coaching badge. Barry, and um, he's got his thumb up there, knowing that you know his brain's going to be needed. Uh, would you change the formation of your Brendan Rodgers to to play against Chelsea because we look so unsteady at the back on on Friday night? And um, do you think he, he might go to a back four and bring in another defensive midfielder? Um, <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't think that. I think they need to defend pace with pace on the wings. I think the I do. Uh, Depending on, on what Madison does midweek, he, he could generally not be playing. Um, I think they need to be wary of set pieces. Chelsea are very creative with set pieces as well. So I think um, I could easily see them getting a few kick corner routine. And the bookies have got Leicester at nearly three to one, just under three to one, and uh, Chelsea just under even. So they clearly think that, that Chelsea are the, the favourites. It's going to be really tough for Leicester. Leicester need to be at the very best, don't they, on, on Saturday? Yes, a hundred percent. But that's if they can't get if they can't get themselves up motivated for that game, then um, they're never going to be able to do it. Yeah. And I think I think Chelsea have got a bit of a swagger, so they could get caught. Out. Yeah. And and they'll have their, their eyes on the, the Champions League too. It's going to be really weird, isn't it, being back at a football match on on Saturday, guys? You know, it's been over a year. Leicester versus Aston Villa, the last game that we went to, four 0 Harvey Barnes two, Jamie Vardy two. <laughs> <laughs> but, but joking joking aside, it was so so long ago, and mm. we're going to have to sing our hearts out on on Saturday, aren't we, guys? Through our masks, through our masks, yeah. And I spent so long looking for tickets. This is probably my little <laughs> stupidity side to me that I was absolutely fuming. Now I got onto the website, able to buy the tickets, and I couldn't find two that were together. Um, and then I realised that because of social distance, <laughs> yeah. there isn't two that are together. <laughs> so it nearly gave up on the on the opportunity there, but it's it's going to be a little bit emotional. Um, Steve, if you see Casper Schmeichel lifting that trophy on on Saturday night, what's going to be running through your mind? Uh, tears, I think. Um, tears of joy. Um, it's just going to be unbelievable. Um, uh, it's something that you always hope for an FA Cup win, you know, and I have done since I started following them in 69, 70. And, um, and if we actually do it, yeah, I just, uh, it's going to be very emotional. Full of pride are, and. The odds are stacked against us, but we can hope, can't we? And, uh, you know. Only two teams in the game. It's one not five. got to win. It's not 5,000 to one this time. Um, no. We've had bigger challenges that, that we've come come back from. But I'm going to take the two, you know, two guys that are neutrals' views on this uh, and their predictions for for the game on Saturday, and then we'll have a, a bit of a think. But Barry, how do you see the game panning out? Just just really open and honestly, you know, you don't need to appease us. What's your thoughts? Um, I, th- I think it'll be tight. 
I don't think there'll be many goals. Um, I think if you can hold them off past the hour mark, um, frustration might get the better of them and, and you could pinch it. Um, Look, Chelsea are the favourites for a reason, aren't they? And I I think that might suit Leicester a little bit. Um, And and kind of, I was thinking the same along uh, Barry's line, that just if they can hold them tight and and frustrate them and get Tuchel start making changes and bringing on the Leicester players to try and shake it up, then yeah, I, I, I suppose in my head, I'm seeing what lineup Brendan goes with tomorrow against United. Is he resting players or is he saying to the team do you know what you've got to play for the opportunity to play in the final on Saturday mm-hmm. um, and, and and that might come into it because ultimately like Steve said they, 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 sorry I think Barry said they've got to be up for it there, there's no other way around that they have to be up for it they've got to be at their best the, the, the kind of tactical side yes it's there but it's just hunger the, the running the passion all that's got to come into it and a side that Chelsea, like we've listed off some of their players, Mason Mount just looks like unreal at the moment. Mm-hmm. We can say Ndidi and Kante, but surely Ndidi's going to have to have a job on on Mount. And there's so yeah. many battles on that pitch that Leicester have got to win. Yeah, absolutely. We need all of our best players to be at their best, don't we, Steve? We need Jamie Vardy to to be at his peak. James Madison created if he's playing Yuri Tillemans and Ndidi controlling the midfield and those guys at the back all fitting well and keeping those out. If all that happens, will you expect to win? Do you expect to win, or are you just hopeful? I'm hopeful. If I if I if I told you, if I give you my prediction with my head, it would be two 0 to Chelsea. Yeah, but obviously I I'm hoping that we'll sneak it two seven one, nil or, something like or that. two one yeah or two one or two <laughs> nil uh, that we'll keep them out and they don't score that many goals under Tuchel actually. Um, so getting getting one if we can get a goal in front and then hit them on the break and get a second one, I think we'll go on to win. But I think that's what that's what it needs. I mean, my heart's going to overrule my head and say we're going to win this one, but really logic says we shouldn't. Yeah, Tom, how about for you? Completely agree. Yeah, <clears throat> I'd love to say that that I was confident, um, but you can't go expecting anything but a win, can you? <laughs> you can't. No, you can't. You know, and, you know, we've got a, we've yeah, got a big responsibility, I, haven't we, Tommy? And Steve, on Saturday, we've got responsibility to the 40, 50, 60, 70,000 Leicester fans, more than that, around the world, that'll be watching that. Because we could be that 12th man again for the first time in a very long time. Well, I think we've got to keep singing no matter what, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Referees uh, and all that. Yeah, fine. Uh, so, Tom, what was your prediction there? Sorry. I'll go 2 1 Leicester. Okay. But, you know, it's it's fingers and toes crossed. I'm going to go 2 1 as well with a Jamie Vardy 94th minute winner. Um, Ritten. Oh that, that'll be the end of, be the end, end of his movie, Jamie Vardy, the movie. Um, I might be yeah. in the ambulance, but I don't know if that's what it's taking. <laughs> that'd be pre match, I think. <laughs> oh, no, you're driving, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, um, Aaron, before we finish off, and you know, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Bristol is where you are, you, where your heart is, is from. A uh, Bristol City fan, Nigel Pearson. How's, how's his first few months been? Because the results haven't been great, have they? But um, he's got a tough job on his hands. Yeah, um, 
you know, we've had a good squad for a while, um, but we've had really poor managers. Um, where we've kind of gone the other way on the look of it now. We've got a poor squad, but we've brought someone in with actually some know-how. Um, the the club's rotten at the moment. So um, at the end of the season, we've got 12 players out of contract. I think there's probably one or two that we actually want to keep. Mm. Um, the ones that we don't want to keep, I've literally just dang tools to give up. And they've done that months ago. Um, our CEO slash director of football is leaving. Our head of our medical team are leaving. Um, obviously, we've got a new manager in. What what people you might bring with that? We're going to need 10, 15. Some city forums are saying 20 new players in the summer. He's got a big job on his hands. But um, ultimately, he's being given a free reign. Um, and I know these things kind of don't see much on the surface. But the more you look into it, he's been appointed as manager, not first team coach where our last two have been first-team coaches. So straight away, that would signal that he's going to have a bit more of a chance to to kind of put in a good structure around the team. I know that our owner, Steve Lansdowne, um, they've met recently, and it was said that our owner... You back, Aaron? Yay. Can you hear me? Yeah. What were you know? saying? Oh, just, yeah, in the mid- yeah. What were you saying? You, you were just about to tell us your love for Lee Johnson. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> free, free foot midget ninja. Yeah, um, I don't know how we couple that back together, but that needs to stay in. Um, I don't know where where kind of my mid flow mid flow was on that, but but just to to sort of cut the long story short, then despite the results, Nigel Pearson's got the full backing of the the fans as he to to go in and do a job there. The Bristol City podcast I listened to. The, the way that they phrased it was never has a city manager with such a bad run of results ever been so loved. Yeah. Um, because look, obviously you guys know all about him. His post-match interviews are fantastic. Like <laughs> only he does not give a shit if he is calling everyone out. Um, so I, I think that's, what's been quite nice. We've had a couple of yes people as managers and they kind of say and do the right thing. And they're, the media training kicks in and all of that, where he just comes out, calls a spade a spade, says how poor the games are, say how poor the players are, um, t- tells it exactly what it is needs to be better. So obviously, as City fans, when we're watching it going, this is shit, he's ultimately saying it without saying this is shit. Yeah, um, so he's going to be judged on next yeah. season's performance there. And you can look forward to a five-year contract for David Nugent in the summer as well, I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we signed Simpson, didn't we? Oh, of course, yeah, d- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Played yeah, one game and has been out injured since. I think it's <laughs> gone well. It's well worth it. <laughs> Listen, thanks so much for for coming on tonight. You're going to be watching the game on Saturday, Aaron. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Right. Well, look out for us. We're at, we're at the back in the corner somewhere. Steve's in the posh seats and um, in the disabled section uh, with my mum. So you're near the dugouts, I think, aren't you, Steve? Yeah, I think so. We'll be on a ramp or something. Yeah, a, a level area. Yeah. Somewhere about a third of the way up, or something. Yeah. Harry, are you gonna? You obviously gonna be watching the game on Saturday, are you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, as well. Yeah, but what's your plan for it? Will you be watching it at home? Uh, I'll watch it at home. Well, saying that, um, as you know, my fiance is doing that sponsored haircut for uh, yeah. charity. Is she having so it that, cut on Saturday? Is she? You've guessed right. Yeah. So I think the possibly the hairdresser that's coming to do it, her lads come in, and we might even try and go into a beer garden and watch it. 
That sounds good. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, we'll see. Best wishes to to Sarah having that done on on Saturday. Thanks, and, mate. Uh, you guys will obviously. Tom, I'll be with you, but Steve, we'll, we'll see you down at Wembley in a, in a pub somewhere. I, I yeah. imagine. Just wait and see. Can we get in a pub? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. that'd be good. I think yeah. you're getting, definitely getting a garden. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's a couple of off licenses anyway. We'll have to go rogue. Yeah, wicked. All right. Well, thanks very much for for joining us, Barry, Aaron, Tom, and Steve. That's another episode of It's Eleven, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy. We look forward to speaking to you again early next week. Hopefully. Uh, reveling in the glory of a, a amazing Leicester City FA Cup victory. Goodbye. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.